guardian angels and patron saints, pray for us. The word seems to resound here in, in our scripture readings today, the importance of speech, the importance of the ways that we speak and the words that we choose to utter. This is no surprise. It's quite fitting because Jesus is himself the word of God. Jesus is the pronouncement of the Father. So it makes sense that we who are disciples of the word pay attention to our words. And the key is, of course, Jesus' insistence that it is out of the abundance of our hearts, what flows up out of the depths of our being, that gives rise to the things that we say. What is it then? What is it that we keep saying over and over? What is the word that lies at the center of our hearts? Not necessarily the thing we say the most frequently, but the thing that we are repeating day and night, again and again, in our heart of hearts. Which is a way of saying, what is it that our lives are fixed on? What is it that they rotate around? What's the axis of our life? It's not always clear to, to say. Well, how do we know? How do we find that? Sometimes it's even mysterious to us. It's not like it's always the case that we know what that is and we're concealing it or hiding it from everyone else. Sometimes it's even a secret to us. But in prayer, we actually learn what that is. We discover what it is that my heart longs for, what it is that I'm constantly drawn to or pursuing, whether that's my work or respect or achievement or recognition or... Um, vengeance, many things, right? Many things, like a little grain of sand in the oyster that we continue to labor over and work. Whether that becomes a pearl or something else is often a work of God's grace. I've, an interesting exercise that I, that I experienced years ago um, before the prevalence of social media, or maybe the first wave of social media, I had a blog I used to write little articles and commentaries on things or book reviews, things that I've been reading or think about, or just, you know, it was, it was the time when you just, everybody was constantly putting out all kinds of content and information. Don't go looking for it, by the way. It's not, don't, don't, it's not worth your time. <laughs> in, the, in, in the course of publishing this thing over the years, you know, I accumulated quite a bit of writing, and there was a little... There's a little plug-in, there's a little program that would go through and it would take all of the things that you'd published on your blog and it would generate this chart. It would have the most common words all arranged according to their importance in terms of their size. So you would have one big word in the middle and then all the other words would sort of be arranged around it. And the big word was the thing that just kept showing up. You know, the topic that was most important to you, that you kept working on and working on and talking about and mentioning. I don't remember what that word was exactly in terms of the blog. But I think it's a helpful image. It's a helpful image for what it is that we're all doing. Right? If you were to collect and sort all of the different activities and thoughts and resentments and desires that we have in life and 
plug them into that little program, what would, what would it spit out? In the end, there's really only two words. St. Augustine, the great doctor of the church who wrote almost 1,600 years ago, he said that there's really only two kinds of people. That is to say, there's only two kinds of things that we're repeating over and over again in the depths of our hearts. He d divided those two kinds of people into two cities or two empires, the city of God and the city of man. We belong to one or the other of those, the city of God or the city of man. The whole human race, we fall into one of those two groups. And what distinguishes those groups is what's really interesting about what St. Augustine's insight gives. What distinguishes those two groups, in fact, isn't their intellectual capabilities, their political power, their economic influence, their GDP. It's not an ethnic or religious or any other kind of division. What, distinct, what distinguishes these two cities, these two empires, the city of God and the city of man, is their love. Those who belong to the city of God, they love God to the point of contempt of self. And those who belong to the city of man, they love self to the point of contempt of God. That's the basic division of humanity, according to St. Augustine. So in the end, there's really only two words that we repeat over and over again, out of which the abundance uh, of our heart speaks into words. And those two words are God or me. That's what it all boils down to. So which is it for us? It's hard to, it's hard to know. When I ask myself that question, I get pretty uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I suspect most of the time, the word that I'm repeating over and over again isn't God. So what do we do about that? How do we remove this beam from our own eyes that we may see clearly? Well, Fortunately, the season of Lent is coming, and, and that's a, a helpful way of taking up this struggle with renewed vigor, with renewed interest. This is the question at the heart of Lent. When the time comes for us to celebrate Easter, we want to be able to resound, for this word of God's victory to resound in our lives rather than to be drowned out by each of us individually saying, me, 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 me. The beauty of this is it's also its simplicity. Because in a sense, what, what we're being asked to live out as the fullness of life is simply a forgetfulness of ourselves. It's not a hatred of ourselves. It's not a destruction of ourselves. It's a focusing on another, ultimately on the one who gives us all that we are and have. Something as simple in the morning as making a morning offering. Maybe, maybe some of you are familiar with that devotion. 
Right? That simple prayer at the beginning of the day, oh my Jesus, I offer to you all the prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart and union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, for the intentions of the Holy Father. That begins everything that we do with a reference not on ourselves, but on Jesus, right? On the Lord. It's a simple thing, but repeated day after day after day, all the life long. By the grace of God, it has an effect. The great John Henry Newman said that, what what is it that the Lord is requiring of us? What does this look like to say as the heart, the word of our heart, the big word of our lives, to make that God? He says, well, if you were to ask me what it was I would recommend you do, I say first, don't stay in bed beyond the due time of rising. Give your first thoughts to God. Make a good visit to the Blessed Sacrament. Say the Angelus devoutly. Eat and drink to God's glory. Say the Rosary well. Be recollected. Keep out bad thoughts. Make an evening meditation well. Examine yourself daily and go to bed in good time. If you do these things, you are already perfect. This Lent, as we prayerfully consider where it is that the Holy Spirit's nudging us to make a change from one word to another, my prayer for you all is that this be a time of renewal, of simplification, and of intensification. That we grow into a greater awareness of the own way, or our own ways in which we orbit around ourselves and find the joy of discovering what it means to place our lives in the surrender to the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.